Welcome, everybody. This has been a long time since we've had a podcast. We're going to try to uh, make every effort to start being continued. We've actually had people wondering if we got raptured or beamed up or hadn't heard us for a while. So we realized that we had to try to make time to be able to keep in touch with everybody, especially as the days are getting stranger and stranger. Live from uh, the John Science Fiction Museum and uh, from Detroit, Michigan, Master Jim Wilhelmson and uh, Eric Smith from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. How's everybody doing? So, boy, we you know we haven't done something in a long time, and there's so much to catch up on. Why don't you uh, share with me some of the stuff that you've uh, come been aware of to recently, um, Soros and all the other crazy stuff. Well, uh, you know, from our last, probably our last, you know, show that we did, you know, we have, we've had a focus on Trump in general, and uh, that still remains true. It's going to it's going to play out that way. Yep. Um, but the big thing right now is uh, in about 20 days here, uh, Trump's new social media platform goes online called True Social, <clears throat> and uh, that's a combination of a couple things, Rumble and um, some other things that are going to be online and what's going to now happen is that uh well i mean step one one step back he also has created an acquisition company so uh if you have been paying attention all these media companies their stocks are tanking into, into the ground well the trump acquisition company is to buy out the stocks at pennies of the dollar to in order to take control <laughs> of these media sources so that they can take control, take control of the media narrative so that the correct and real information and no longer the fake news, uh, uh, you know, will be permeating from the, the media. Because we, we basically we're, we're finding as time goes on and the media's had to slowly admit this, but they, they've been wrong on a lot of things, you know, from Russian collusion, phony dossier, uh, all these things about Trump, and they're finding out that January 6th is not what they said it was. Um, you know, the the whole voter fraud thing continues to gain more and more uh, steam. So I think with the conjunction of this uh, true social going online, we're going to see the exposure of a couple of things, obviously the voter fraud. And then number two, uh, as Durham continues to actually start releasing uh, these indictments against very prominent elite you name it, uh, across the board, um, you know, it's going to be kind of a wake-up call, um, you know, to the people of what's really kind of going on in this country and across the world, really. Um, and I'm, I'm sure the bigger thing will be, you know, the exposure of the pharmaceutical companies and really what's going on with that shot. And that continues to spread and we can go into that as well because um, you have the mRNA, uh 5g uh what this thing actually does to you it's it's all around agenda 21 depopulation and control over you financially and socially um but we've we've seen already you know that joe biden um you know poll wise is you know he no longer has um you know the will of the people um people know that he's just not up to the task um 
and you can and as they're going to get very very desperate so they're going to do some very stupid things which is going to make them even further more unpopular but you're kind of seeing this thing uh, kind of across the world going on if you look to our north to canada to justin trudeau or, uh trudeau excuse me um you know what they were doing to their people in regards to these vaccines and you know just the draconian measures they were using against their own people well what who rises to the challenge the uh the truckers <laughs> yeah. the truckers that are really responsible for delivering everything you know yep. when you think about it yep they stop and then, you know they they go to ottawa and basically occupy it um they're looking for justin i'm just because they want this guy out i mean he's just <laughs> no good for the country you know and uh it's definitely uh it's leaving its mark uh and you know there was all kinds of money fundraising going on gofundme for the truckers and stuff but now gofundme has now pulled their account you know kind of same thing like paypal you know they yeah they try to get you um and then we go across the uh the ocean to uh the uk and they got their prime minister there uh, boris johnson who was caught uh you know through this whole COVID pandemic thing, as they would call it, you know, he was partying it up, having a good time, no masks, but yet he made everybody there wear masks and be in lockdowns and obey all these rules. Well, he got caught now, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, no more, no more uh, shot mandates, no more mask mandates, no, uh, no more, va- no more vaccine passports. They just gave it up, like within a matter of two days walked away you know so uh when you see stuff like that you see um that this pandemic is not a pandemic it's a plandemic as Mm -hmm. as you stated jim as well um it was meant to control it was meant to um you know uh, really bring uh the world into their own financial global reset of of power so that you basically they're going to basically bankrupt us all starve us all and then force us into a decade of uh shot after shot after shot where where you had no choice if you wanted to work you had to take the shots and uh and as you take them you know you were getting picked off and they were that was their plan to really kind of kill off you know the vast majority of the population it's just like those georgia guidestones that you find you know they want that 500 and what 50 million uh amount of people and they want the rest of the world dead you know they want the elite want all these resources for themselves uh and then a slave workforce to you know serve them that's what they want you know as far as they're concerned we're breathing their air we're on their roads that's that's our air conditioning that's our heat that's our fuel you're you're a, a useless, you know, bottom feeder, you know, that's the way these people think. Right. Um, but I do think, you know, as the Durham indictments, you know, uh, drop, we'll see, uh, you know, a lot of the, the trafficking um, things really start to get exposed. Uh, in fact, you're, you're kind of seeing this already a little bit. Right. Um, a, a number of CNN, um, you know, reporters have had to step down, even the, their main CEO guy, I think, had to step down. Um, I don't remember his first name. I think his last name is Zucker. But um, he had to step down because of allegations as well. And I think you'll continue to see this happen as well. Um, 
And then you'll obviously see, you know, some of these people choose the, well, for them, the easy way out, uh, not in the end, but suicide, stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's the big thing um, I've been noticing right now. So I'm just, uh, it's hard to say exactly when this will all shake out with the election fraud. Um, I'm hoping sooner than later. Um, I know it will get it corrected, but I think it's, it's a chess game to get to the end. The end will be worth it, but it's just, you know, uh, seeing it through to the end. So when you were talking about all these, um, social venues, um, you know, losing stock and, and, uh, oh, yeah. put on so the market. Uh, yeah. So Facebook, Facebook is the big one. I was one, just right? going to tell you, Facebook, they lost 190, $190 billion. Yeah, this uh, is all-time low for their stock. And so, they've actually experienced their first time uh, declining users within their platform. So I don't, I don't know if you know f- for those platforms if they'll just tank them, which is probably what will happen with those main ones that basically are doing the mass censorship on people like like Facebook. Uh, they'll probably just go ahead. Big, he's a big mover shaker, so he thinks. But he's just a new kid on the block, man. He hasn't got. Anything well, he has. I thought it was interesting. Uh, he spun off a new company, uh, Meta. Yes. Yeah. So, and and that's probably something we should probably address at some point. But yeah, maybe that's more. Uh, we should even at least mention it. Tell them what Meta is all about. Well, I don't know if I fully understand it all, other than you basically live within a. You almost in a sense live in your your work and commerce within a virtual environment environment and i I think they want to make it standard across that's the way you do everything right right. uh in your life uh you're just kind of plugged into the matrix you remember the movie uh with bruce willis called surrogates this is exactly what his vision uh on metaverse is all about it's you you actually Custom design and make past, present, or future, anytime, any culture, any place. Mix them all up together, whatever you want, um, um, on this planet or another planet or an alternate dimension. Whatever you tailor make, want to make or create a fantasy world. This is the kind of thing that he's wanting to promote, so that the diversity you have in Facebook will be the same kind of a diversity you would have in um, this virtual um, reality, kind of like Star Trek's holodeck. It's yep. going to be more than just uh, putting on glasses. This is going to be something that is is beamed into your brain so that you literally experience and see and have this entire virtual uh, environment. Interaction, play, touch, feel. I mean, oh, yes, that gives some people well, know what you're thinking where I'm going with this. Well, it's, you know, I, I don't mean to bring this up, but there was an, actually an article on Drudge, and I guess uh, – someone had actually signed on to the metaverse and it was actually a female and she said within 60 seconds she, and i hate to even say this but she was she said that she was her her avatar or whatever was you know gang raped oh my god uh, uh and basically she was taunted and everything um you know without i mean within 60 seconds of being online in that that environment um that's exactly what happened so you could just see the repercussions of this is you know just from that aspect not being good but 
Um, but it almost reminds me of that. Uh, there was a there was a movie. Um, it was a similar. It looked like it was almost a post-apocalyptic world, but they all had VR headsets where they could go in and be whatever they want, even though they, in the real world, they were all impoverished, living in shacks and not didn't have anything in the real world. But in this thing, they they could be who they wanted and have all the you know virtual type items. <laughs> It's it's just insane to even think about it, but you know they project, um, you know their plans, you know ahead of schedule. So I don't know how long it will take for this whole meta thing to go come online, but the, at the rate that things are moving so quickly, it probably won't take very long. But I, um, yeah, Jesus has got to come because this is going to be a nightmare. I think when we have this reset, it's going to create the largest outpouring. Of the Holy Spirit, the world's ever seen, and during that time, this is how the enemy uh, counters it. Uh, what better way than to give other people a total uh, diversion of unreality? So you have some that are going to want to come and hear and know the hope of Jesus Christ, and the others that say, "Ah, that's not for me." Oh man, look what's over here, though. This is way better. You don't have anything compared to what now I can live out and be and do whatever I want. In this crummy, crummy, crappy world, and some will be upset by the fact that that um, God, for a short time, through His people, are going to be in complete control of this planet. It's going to be restored almost to an Eden-like quality for just a very short time. And during that time, the let's say the terror goats aren't going to be happy about it. They're going no. to to something alternative, and this is what the alternative is. Welcome to the metaverse, the virtual reality that you make yourself. And custom fit it, tailored. It's just, it's crazy, you know. I mean, these, you know, we're on the eve of that. And my gosh, I saw a, a video today, and you know, I could agree with, uh, man, probably 95% of everything they said, but that one little 5% throws everything up. They're they're warning everybody that, uh, you know, it's ready to hit the fan. Uh, we're going down the tubes. We are Babylon, and I agree, agree we are. Um, mentioned in the Bible and all the references to the, the Bible. I wondered if they read my book because they've got something only I've been saying for many, many years. And now this is like new stuff, but it's not new. It's It's been there all along. And so they're bringing all these scriptures. And I'm going, yeah, wow, this is really cool. And then when they wrap it up, they said, this is what's going to happen next. And I go, whoa, whoa, no, wait a minute. No, that is not what's going to happen next. When you listen to David Wilkerson, his last sermon, um, before he went home to be with the Lord, you look at listen to um, Mark Taylor. You listen to uh, um, the singer. Gosh, I can't think of his Cam, name. Cam Clement. Cam Clement. Um, those people like transparencies. You add all their prophecies together, and there is going to be. And this is biblical. It's very sound. Just before there's total destruction and judgment, God allows the prophets uh, an interim period where they can go into all the everywhere and preach one last compelling to come back and repent to get back right with God. This is what's going to happen next. And it does happen in calamity. Wilkerson said every major city is going to be on fire in the United States of America. Well, you know, burning, looting, robbing, um, what do they call it? Uh, the BLM, uh, burning, looting, and murdering. Yeah. Black lives matter. Yeah. That's seems to be the theme that they really tend to really follow, uh, just as, uh, Antifa. So, 
you've got all this stuff brewing up, but it's only going to last, according to what Wilkerson, who was probably the most 20th century most accurate prophet that we've known, um, said to buy medicine, food, and water for two months. It's all it's going to last. It'll blow over. So this is what's really going to happen. But with all of the very well-presented uh, documentary, it's, it's been out for a while because I think I saw it back in maybe 2019. So, but it's warning everybody that this is the next event that's going to happen. No, that's the illusion that Satan wants you to have to think that this is this writing and everything. Oh my God, this is it. The tribulation started and, and whatnot. And, you know, we've discussed this before that our biblical expectations on the end time events um, are going to happen probably very different than anyone is even beginning to imagine. Um, this rapture and fake rapture. You know, we've, we've, anybody can go back and look at our podcast in the past between Eric and I, and we've talked about how um, 26 years ago, the Lord told me that there was going to be this alien counterpart of a rapture. And, and then I would say, what was that? Maybe, remember when I said, oh my God, there is going to be a free tribulation rapture, but like not anything that was ever taught. When, when did I first share that with you? That was maybe four, five years ago. Yeah, Eight, about, four. yep. God, do you realize we have known each other almost 20 years? Can you believe that? It's crazy. I, I I can't, it's hard to believe. Well, I don't, I don't think it's been 20 years though. Oh, no, okay, okay. 2008, okay. maybe 2009. So yeah, so we're, we're over a decade, you know. Yeah. So we're a decade old. <laughs> I guess that's old for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too many decades in my head, man. I get them mixed up, I guess. I don't know. Uh, seven of them. Wow. Ooh. So weird. I, I look at me. I feel 35, 36, and I look in the mirror and go, oh, that's a lie. <laughs> Who's this old man? <laughs> well, as long as you feel good. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling better all the time. But, you know, um, it's just we are really actually here. We're on the verge. I think every Christian on this planet senses something big around the corner. Even the world senses something big. They just don't know exactly what that big is. But um, if you quit watching CNN and watch CBN, you'll learn God's plan and you'll know what's going on and what's, you know, that there's a hope. God, God always pours out his spirit and has a um, revival during not easy times, but difficult times. So um, some of the people, the naysayers, they're right. You know, these the Lord is going to be back in control, but there's still going to be a lot of violence. There's still going to be a lot of craziness going on. Um, and it's through that that we're formed and, and molded into what we need to be. But we're talking about a time very it's going to hit the fan. It's going to be a short while, but that's only the grooming for all of us to be ready to be the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, we're going to be like Neo in the Matrix. We're going to realize we're in an artificial world that can be manipulated and controlled according to God's word. That we don't have to settle for anything that Satan throws at us. It's nothing more than an illusion. Once we begin to see that, what did Neo did? He took off and flew all over the darn place and, and realized that, that the uh, that world, a virtual world, was subject to him, not him being subject to the world. Once he understood that that's the way the game is. Well, that's the way the game is in the Word of God in the last days. We we don't tell the we don't listen to the New Agers. You know, they, the universe told me this, the universe told me that. Why are you going to the middleman? 
my my God created that universe. It's just a program. He's the main computer chip. So why do you go to him? And I, you know what? As in my position as a child of God, I tell the universe what it can or cannot do. It doesn't tell me anything. It doesn't mean to tell me. It's only uh, computing and and voicing out what the God of this world is trying to program everybody to be. I'm above that. I'm a child of God. I'm a representative of the kingdom of heaven and all the power that he's the Lord has is given to me gladly, freely. I just have to know that that's my authority and that my that's my power. So I tell the universe where the heck it can go and not go. Um, boy, I like that. That that gives us confidence to give us hope even in the hardest of times. So how do we overcome? Because we're going to bring the kingdom to, of heaven on earth. We are not going to talk about it or try to intellectually convince people. We are going to start laying hands on people, seeing people delivered, people healed, people come back from the dead, uh, whatever the Lord leads. We're going to be what we read in the Bible in the book of Acts is going to be gone, redone here in these last days. But I mean, way more than we could ever have read in the Bible. One one thing that's been very timely. And, you know, I've been busy and doing a lot and and reading a lot and watching a lot um you know i still i feel like i'm forced to read to watch um ancient aliens i got to keep up with their spin to see what they're spinning and what they're playing in order to be able, able to intellectually biblically refute some of the claims um and see where they're wrong so i hate i actually hate watching the program but yeah half of it is like boring you know but but the other part, I got to keep up in tune so I can um, know what the enemy's doing and then warn everybody else. But, um, you know, it's it's not the fun part, but what the fun part is, is re- being reminded of the authority that we have in Christ. I had a friend of mine give me uh, the first season of The Chosen. Have you seen any of those, The Chosen? No, but I had a friend uh, of mine recommend that I watch it. Oh, so. my God. Eric, I, I binge watched last night. I watched the half of the first season. Once I started, I couldn't put it down. All and right, I'll know, have to watch it then. I'm kind of an emotional guy, and so I had to keep a box of cleanings right next to me. I mean, this okay. is the most awesome. What I loved about it, there was so much in-depth research put into this. They had backstories from historical records and everything accurate. You know, it's Hollywood, so they embellished some of it, but not sure. deter or take away anything from the consistency and the truth that's in the bible so they didn't they didn't make it exaggerated they just added a lot of other things so that you could see what it was really like to be living in that day and age but the most important thing this is what i really got out of it and this is what's needed today is that if you ever notice on any other story about jesus they depict him as this super superhero barely rarely speaks and when he does he speaks with total authority and Almost like he's a a mystical creature. He doesn't show um, fear, anger, joy. I mean, pretty much just someone that's kind of detached, I guess, from from human emotion. And he is portrayed as a strong, powerful being, except maybe in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he's this powerful being that is like all-knowing and all um ready to be a sacrifice but not really intermixing too much i I think uh jesus of nazareth the one that was made in the 70s did a better job but this one this one was phenomenal 
they show them laughing and joking and playing playing with kids and telling them uh, stories and you know even booed to, to make them you know be shook up a little bit. They he's always joking, he's always laughing, he's always um, serious. But there's times when he's serious because he sees what's going to happen or whatever, and and he'll get even emotional, a little tear jerky. Um, what they show is that as the Bible says that he was fully human yet fully God. But being fully human, that means he could be angry and sin not. He could be happy. He could be emotional. He could be um, at times never confused. He wasn't, they didn't portray him in any disrespectful way, but they showed him that he in every way was just like us. It's just that he didn't sin. And to show that humanness, to show him, you know, how normal it was, it showed the culture that he lived in. They compared it in ways of daily mundane life that although the outer trappings, the clothing and everything is different, we still have a human nature. The world still has a world system that's, that, that, uh, that goes. So they show some of the corruptedness and how everybody wants to make a buck somehow. So, you know, they didn't have Madison Avenue, but you know what versions they had back then? They had them. And so they show all of that stuff. So it makes it look very normal for us to see a normal comfortable world that is doing the same things that we're doing today uh and on the good part it shows a jesus who is fully human and fully tested in every way but he's just like us in our humanness and we need to see that because everybody is looking for let's say two superhuman prophets that are going to be fire coming out of their mouths and all this kind of silly ridiculousness um there's going to be 144,000. They're going to be looking for super Jews, you know, dressed in robes and, and doing mighty works. People wake up. That's not what's going to happen. That is so fantasy. It's unreal. You're not going to have two people looking like, uh, what's that guy in, oh, I can't think of the darn name of the, because I, I don't watch the fantasy stuff too much. Um, Are you thinking of Gandalf? Gandalf, yeah, I'm thinking of Gandalf with a staff with a Gandalf the white still on top. It's like, come on, man, you know that's not what you're going to see. You're going to see two normal human beings just obeying God and and fulfilling their mission that they have. But they're gonna they're gonna talk and act and be just like us. Is is it literally Enoch and Elijah? Well, you know what I think the scriptures is kind of neat about. I think there's enough supportive scriptures he could prove either way. Yeah. And so I say, okay, well, it hasn't happened yet. So let's keep loose ended and wait and see. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. More than likely, we have a biblical pattern where, you know, they were asking if um, John the Baptist was Elijah, you know, foretelling the the coming of the Messiah. And, uh, oh, they covered in here too. It's so cool. Um, It's just, it's just incredible. You know, he says, he said, truly, truly, I say unto you in, in, Let's see, between Luke and I think uh, Mark, um, this is truly, truly I say to you that uh, John the Baptist is of the spirit of Elijah. In the other gospel, it says, truly, truly, I say, Mark, uh, I say, John is Elijah. So one's out proclaiming it. The other one is, is saying that he comes in the spirit of doesn't mean he was reincarnated or anything. It means that he is one that has the same persona, the same temperament, the same ministry, the same um, um, attitude as the other actual man did, but it's not the same man. So that's a pattern. 
that's going to be, I think, replayed so that all these superheroes in the last days are not superheroes. They're just everyday people that have been called to greatness at this time. God has been preparing them their whole lives for this. And certainly it's not because they screwed up and, and were left behind in any kind of rapture. Now they're punished to be the greatest warriors in, the, in all time. That, that's just insane. It, that's not the way the scriptures say. That's not that's man's assumptions. And we've gone so many decades with assuming things by godly men that are imparting, you know, um, godly truths. But nobody's going back and really checking what the Bible actually says and actually seeing the, uh, the patterns. So there's a great shaking up so that everything that isn't founded on the Lord is going to be revealed for what it is. Man-made junk. But the stuff that's real, they're going to have a wake up and go, oh, wow, yeah, here's here's what this actually means. Here's what this is. And it's been there all the time, but God reveals everything in progression. If we knew everything all at one time, our dependence is no longer on the Lord. It's on all these written down assumptions. So we're going to fall into the same things the Pharisees fell into. And, you know, they know, well, we know when Messiah comes, he's going to free us from the Romans, where does it say anywhere that he's going to free him from the Romans? Matter of fact, part one in uh, the first half, that was addressed to Jesus and Jesus was explaining, well, where does it say that the Messiah will destroy the Romans? It doesn't. And he says, I'm not going to destroy anyone. And neither would the father. So he's kind of throwing out, you know, that, hey, it's me. I'm the Messiah. I'm what you have. Man, Eric. Please get it as soon as you possibly can. Now, All right. There's online. I think one of the streamings offers it for free. Other ones, it's offers a, at a donation or something like that. It's okay. it's well worth it. I mean, it will. I don't know. I, I watched. Uh, like I said, half of it last night. I feel so clean, and you know, I'm just, I'm not kidding you, man. I just feel so great about everything. It's just anybody out there in the audience, if you're if you're wondering or feeling down about what's going on today, please get the chosen and watch the series. It is awesome. It's going to bring reality of these events here today. And it's going to make you go like my favorite pal, Alfred E. Newman. What me worry. You have got nothing to worry about. If you're putting your trust in him, he is the ultimate provider and protector. And boy, I'll tell you, that was, it was a big lift for me. I've been man so busy with, uh, with everything that I haven't had much time, even for my own personal life or anything but you know the more i've um been doing the more i've been getting back spiritually even financially now for the first time in my life i've got a savings account <laughs> I, never had, I haven't had money in probably 20 well ever since i got you know retired 2007 i haven't had a savings account since then i used to i they got i got my annual income this year and it was 19 dollars i made this year Oh, Boy, no, I, have to make, I haven't made that since 1975. <laughs> Seriously, because I made good bucks back then. In 1975, that was good money. Yeah, you bet. I haven't, you know, I haven't had it that bad, this bad uh, ever. You know, I'm going. And at 19,500, and here I'm a veteran too. And Social Security tells me, well, you don't qualify. You, you made too much. You don't qualify for um uh, what's the other one? You got Medicare and Medicaid. Medicaid, the way they got that cornered now, I don't want to get too long on a buddy trail here, but the way they got that cornered, you have to go to a private uh, uh, agency to get the Medicaid. Now, they end up taking over as your primary provider. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. You have salespeople now that are going to be your primary provider. 
So whatever they provide you with, they're getting, uh, you know, their share too. So they're going to provide you with all the unnecessary tests and everything else to make sure they get their bigger chunk of the pay. So you yeah. think you're saving money, but if you got copay, you're paying for all these different office visits and everything. Uh, it's ridiculous. I got suckered into that. And when I found out it was, I dropped it. But it's been a little bit hard because some of it does have to come out of my pocket now. But in the long run, I am saving money because those guys are clipping me all over the place. I'm going running, taking all kinds of unnecessary tests and everybody's Nobody does the research to find out or do the math and find out what. OK, so it looks like you're making more per month. But what about per year? And they're ripping you off. Yep. So, you know, I'm taking lesser of uh, two ways, but um, I'm coming out better ahead. But now, recently, my gosh, I mean, um, I, I'm starting to come into a place where I, I can now be a provider mm -hmm. instead of being provided for. And this is this is my reward i think i i've done this and most of my walk i've i've been that way and now i'm finally getting it to see a, a huge return now when i was still working god always favored me i always had uh great positions in whatever place i worked at uh preference from my bosses and everything mainly just my character you know being a team player being a hard worker um and having a sense of ethics um being on time and working all the time is good too yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know that in your business. Oh, yeah. Do you want to speak to uh, uh, that Facebook post of that picture of of the um, the Delta Islands, the Omicron Islands, and, and kind of maybe just explain that to the audience a little bit? Yeah, yeah that uh, this. You know, this is something our friend, uh, our late friend, Dave Flynn, understood the whole world as a matrix. He saw every city, every nation, every country, every state all have names and places on certain electromagnetic grid connections or points. And it each place tells a story prophetically of its own area. Um, like the land of enchantment is New Mexico. Uh, that was the main theme uh, in where we went um, out in the desert. It was... Uh, basically a theme of death and resurrection. And so we we saw all the different cities and things that pointed right to that and it read it, you could almost read it out like a book. We actually used Dave Flynn's book, um, what was it called? The, um, the Mars Chronicles uh, of Sidona, or uh, the Hidden Mysteries of Sedona and Mars. We actually used a couple of um, chapters in his book to lead us and guide us through the Sonora Desert. We were looking for a so-called Fortress of Anu when we found it and uh, nothing we could do about it, put a plaque in a 50-mile perimeter where we knew a lot of underground genetic manipulation was going on. You know, recently I was approached by people that were going to go out there and um, take the next step, do more examinations and everything. And I and they, and they said, we're going to do it. We're going to do it secretly. And I said, well, you, are you taking your cell phone? Yeah. I said, you're not doing anything secretly, man. They know exactly what you're, what you're doing. I said, don't worry about it. I'm not trying to shake you up or, or prevent you from going. Go. If you feel God's called you, you just got to know he's protecting you because nobody else. I mean, there's nothing that we can lose anymore, not with the satellite systems and the everything else that we've got. So anyways, getting back to um, the Antarctic. Um, you know, I, I made a post. I said, OK, if you are familiar with the idea, the concept of a hollow earth, of uh, as Jesus spoke about uh, um, 
Lazarus and the Rich Man, which was not allegorical. It was actually a real story that happened. So it was historical. He said that Lazarus had died and went to um, um, paradise. And the rich man died and went to the like the highest level of, of hell. And there was a chasm in between. And this chasm, they could see each other, talk to each other, but they couldn't cross over. Uh, they were f- forbidden to be able to do that. So this is literally a hollow earth. Jesus, uh, Peter said that uh, he that uh, ascended first descended, descended into the uh, Abraham's bosom, which basically is talking about a, a toga that's t- wrapped tied around the waist. And then the upper four pocket is like a pocket. When you go to, into to uh, market, you use it as a shopping bag and you stuff food in there. If you're a... Uh, if you're a shepherd, you stick a baby sheep in there so that it won't get eaten up uh, to protect itself. So everybody understood in the days of wearing togas what that meant. Today, we don't understand it. So commentary say, well, this is just reflecting the fondness that, that uh, God had for Abraham because of his faith. No, it's a literal pocket. It's a literal place that, that people go. Um, he told the thief, this day you will be with me in paradise. Where did he go? In the bowels of the earth. He went inside. He went to the upper chamber. So... We understand now that there's there's a literal hollow earth with two openings, uh, uh, holes at the poles. One is in the north in the Arctic, and then one is in the south in the Antarctic. Now, the Arctic is where Abraham's bosom, where this chamber is, where the people that died in faith, they were, by the way, when Christ died, he was announcing the resurrection. Now to be present with the body is to be, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So all of these Old Testament saints rose up. Most of them went immediately right to be with with the Lord in heaven. But some of them were used as a witness. And they actually now here's dead people that were known, some of them probably even recently. And they're going into Jerusalem announcing that Jesus Christ has risen. That would be a pretty convincing testimony if everybody knew who you were and how come you're back alive again. Well, because uh, Jesus became the bridge and he's reconciled mankind to God. So, um that happened in the Arctic. But now, with all that has been said and done, you look at the mapping of the Antarctic. And there's three islands coming off right close to Argentina and in between Queen Maudland, where the Nazis had made a base 211 and claimed to come in contact with the people that were dwelling underground, who were their direct relatives from a time uh, they call Atlantis, we would call it the pre-flood world. So here's three islands in their names, and now they have a plateau and an, another area. One is called Rockefeller and one is called Rothschild. That just gets weirder and weirder. So what are the three islands? One of them is named Delta, one of them is, is named Omicron, and the other one is Coronation. Now, um, a friend of mine at DHR sent me this as just a, a meme, a joke, you know, look what Look what uh, the coincidence of this. And he did it because he knew that I was probably going to dig deeper and find something more about it. And you better believe, as soon as, I, as soon as I was aware of it, I go, oh, my God, look what this is spelling out. Delta in a capital, if it has a capital, and it did have a capital, in mathematics means that the next formula you are about to see is reversing something. So it's going to be the opposite of what this actually is. So Delta, that's why we in American military we call it Delta Force, Delta meaning that, it, that we are going to take a present system and turn it around back, you know, opposite 
to our advantage or benefit. That's why we, uh, that's why they do what they do, make things happen that didn't happen and make things happen that, or make things that did happen change to our beneficial benefit. So um, some people can say that's evil manipulation, but it's, they did use that same principle all throughout the Bible, especially in spiritual warfare. So what we're seeing is the same but opposite. So now in the Antarctic, ant means anti, anti-Arctic. It's the other side, the bad side. So there is a something that is going to reverse everything. What that something is, Omicron, man, it's, I spent three hours. That's all I really had, but I spent three hours. This took me to what the English meaning was, what the um, Hebrew, Greek meaning, um, Roman meaning, Latin meaning. Um, let's see, what else did I check? I'm thinking maybe a couple other cultures. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I, one was uh, from Sanskrit. So I look at all that, and then it took me into the different gods and goddesses throughout the uh, Parthenons of all of all these different cultures too. My God, it was all reading this fantastically amazing story. So we can't get into it now, but you know, I'm going to be working with others. I there's so much happening right now. I can't do it all myself. So listening audience, if you want to volunteer as a researcher, you'll get full credit for your efforts. Um, I want to get as many people as I can going in different directions to to accumulate what this overall story is. I just don't have the time. I can point you in a direction. And then go for it. Um, but what I what I found in just a brief moments was that Omicron, um, it's in the table of elements. Um, it covers my gosh, it's everywhere, and it's the name of this new virus. Uh, At the current one, yeah. Mutation, yeah. So what it actually means when you compile all this together is something microscopic is going to make a global impact. And change everything forever. Now, in, in that simplicity, saying that, what it's going to change forever is the introduction and creation. What is a coronation? A coronation is a transfer of all rights, property, culture, everything over to another system. And it's usually delegated by one chosen to represent that change. That one that's going to be represented is not Christ. It's the Antichrist because we're in the Antarctic. It's the opposite of above. Everything that Jesus had experienced in his uh, life, death, resurrection is going to be re-experienced or relived now. And it's been going through a series of decades. It's going to happen in the Antarctic. I have several videos. I've uh, got even in, in my book. I just touched the tip of the iceberg in my book, but I had the the whole rapture idea and counter rapture idea in there. But but um, recent videos that I've had that are now removed from YouTube um, have in great biblical detail the fact that when everybody's looking in the Middle East for, you know, some uh, big giant crossing of the Euphrates River to, you know, attack uh, Israel, it's not happening there. Go back Go back to the Greek, man. It talks about floodwaters that melt. That's what it's talking about, literally. So it's not in the Euphrates. It's on the other side of the hemisphere. It's in Antarctic. Why do you think when Obama was uh, president that, my gosh, all kinds of world dignitaries went to the Antarctic? They weren't going to feed penguins. They were realizing that the Antarctic was melting, that there were pyramids showing. There was what looked like a city that was showing, a city, matter of fact, that kind of 
goes right along with uh, the theme of uh, Atlantis. And all this was showing, but it was frozen in uh, fresh water. That means if you if you pour water on a computer, just get a hairdryer and blow it out and maybe wait a, until it's, everything is completely dry, plug it in, it's ready to go. So this is whatever is down there is ready to go. Now we've already gleaned much of the uh, technology, but this is stuff that's a complete package. We got bits and pieces right now, but here's a complete package of a lot of different things and possible contact with somebody inside. Now, if you look at all your science fiction programs, all of them, whether it be the X-Files, whether it be um, Stargate SG-1, uh, many other one-time stories, they have so many of them have a theme of big things that are happening down in the Antarctic. You know, alien ships popping up and, and taking over to uh, a connection with the ancients, with with Atlantis. This is a main big theme. And it all goes back to the pre-flood uh, situations that happened there coming full circle now. Uh, Revelation says that there's something that comes from inside the earth to the outside of the earth. They're looking in the Middle East and you're looking in the wrong spot for that. It's happening right here in the Antarctic. Um, there's just so much evidence and some of the big things that everybody's anticipating. You know, these entities are going to make everybody think they're coming from outer space. They're coming from inside the out of the pit. They're not coming from outer space. They're pretending to be coming from outer space. This is part of the end time deception. And that all that part I've had written 25, 20, no, 20. Oh, my gosh. 27 years this year is when I wrote it. And I'm glad that I have a copyright on it to prove it, because some of the new revelations that are now coming out, I've got written in my book years ago. Um, when I said that there was going to be this alien rapture, I was in, in 1996 when I first wrote that. I was the biggest wackadoodle around. Everybody laughed. Now yeah, there's people having dreams about it now. Everywhere, yeah. And, yep, they're they're saying when the rapture happens, uh, that's when the the phony UFO thing comes in, and they use the uh, the whole idea of abduction or whatever of taking people as the the cover up for it. So. Uh, this is a common theme, and many of these dreams are now showing up, even this last year. So, what's the one that you, um, what's the one that you told me about about um, the girl that said that it seemed like both were happening at the same time? Well, uh, the the main one I've always talked about is the one on YouTube was Little Catherine, which is a it's a Indonesian girl um, that I've seen, and she basically worded in the way it, she said as the as the real one was happening, uh, the UFOs appeared, and um, they used the media used that as the cover-up for why people had disappeared, so that they could nullify realizing that the rapture had taken place. place. Right. Yeah, and that was basically the you know basically setting the stage condition for. Uh, you know, the end time deception with this. It, it's very obvious to me that the, this this whole UFO thing, alien thing, it when that rapture happens, that's when this all starts to play out, you know, in our faces. Right. <laughs> Prime so, time live. <laughs> so the real rapture is happening and it appears to happen the same time that the UFO yes. suddenly appears. So yes. we got to remember, we're dealing with a group of fallen angels that have access to space time and dimension uh in a way that we don't now they got their wings clipped uh they've been cast down to the earth so they couldn't do it in their natural form but by giving man the ability to mechanize what was actually organic 
Now they themselves can be a partaker of it. Now they can start re- manipulating space-time as they did before in a limited sense. They they have, and this comes from the uh, the breastplate of the tabernacle of judgment. I mean, the breastplate of judgment is what the, the Levitical priests call it, but every Levitical priest would go through the cleansing rituals and everything, but they would wear this uh, this like a necklace around their neck was the uh, the ephod, which was the tablet of judgment is what they called it. And it had 12 stones representing the 12 different tribes of Israel. Now the 12 tribes of Israel have each have a name and each have a stone. The stone tells a certain story and the name tells a certain story about them. And even in a, in a prophetic sense of each of the 12 tribes. Now there was a dispersion. So, you know, um, we can trace some of it, but what I find interesting is these 12 gemstones are mentioned in the Bible as been given to Satan as a, in a sense, when you go back to the Hebrews, they, they've been given to him as construction blocks, building blocks. So, you know, how, you know, how is a stone a building block? Well, it is in the sense of an electromagnetic intersecting courses where these in, in according to quantum physics each one of these same stones can be used as a filter to actually create a sense of reality and uh, i can't we can't really get into all of this right well, now i think the biggest thing we could say for our audience is the comparison that we could draw is that if anybody is familiar with the uh marvel uh, avenger movies uh in the uh infinity stones that thanos carried to basically yes. control reality create and uh manipulate space time now in that one there was only six of them but the the principles uh apply the same that, that's basically what you're you're seeing going on with that ephod um, yes with those stones yeah. it's simple yeah. it? and so in in quantum physics it's the same thing but in the bible satan is only given nine of these stones three of them are prohibited he can't he doesn't have them um they're mentioned you know it mentioned so i looked this up and all three uh in a long package of research and combining the names and numbers and even the numbers of names and all this stuff together it reads out that the three that were denied them are three things that satan will never be one means to to bear life one means to be a servant one means to be an overcomer. Satan is never going to be an overcomer. No, he's not going to overcome. He's not going to bring life. He brings death. He robs, kills, and destroys. He's a liar. I mean, so, you know, all three, he's never going to be a servant. He wants to be served. He's going to be the master. He's never going to serve to be anyone. That's what caused him to rebel against God. So this is so... It's so extensive and exhaustive. I'm writing a second book, a follow-up. I'm going to have all this, um, you know, com- explained. I actually do have it explained in my museum. A picture is worth a thousand words. So I have the scriptures. I show the concepts. I show the history of the mythology behind it. But this is how it actually is in real life. And then showing what current events are happening and why these things are uh, not a mystery. They're in the Bible. They were there all the time. But God has to release it until the time that we need to know it. And now is the time we need to know it. So all I got to do mainly to simplify everything is keep walking around my museum. I've got it all simplified, uh, very easy so that anybody with interest can understand it. Um, I'm going to try to convey it the same way in, a, in my revised book, but I'll have a little more scripture and a little more detail maybe for those that are interested. Um, 
I keep telling everybody down at my church, I said, well, if you want it, you, some of you aren't ready for it yet, but if you want to come on down and it's all on the walls there, I don't have to tell you anything. You don't, just look at it. I said, and I'm not demanding that you, you know, believe it. Matter of fact, on the introduction, when you first come in, I said, I don't want you to believe any of this. I just want you to put it in the back of your mind. And if I'm right, here's a possible yep. way of looking at things. If I'm wrong, I haven't required you to buy my new tinfoil hats that the aliens can't read your mind with or uh, yep. any foolishness like that. It's just you spend some time. And if it, if it, if nothing else, you've lost a little bit of time, but you've been exposed to something you might need. I have full confidence that whatever God's shown me is there. I don't have to sell it like encyclopedias. I don't have to use the authority that God told me you have to believe me. I mean, I don't know about you, Eric, but people tell me that. What's the first thing I'm I'm not going to, you know, God told you, so I got to believe you. You know what? I'm not going to believe you. Right. That's, you know, God, people's God natural, natural reaction. And God also you just got to do this. And, and you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do the opposite. You also can't beat it into anybody because no one's ever going to accept that either. So the best thing is to take the information and, um, you know, wait and see. And uh, there's no demands to believe it. Um, But, you know, just knowing you for the last decade, um, even things that you told me long ago that I now are seeing to come to pass. I mean, um, you know, for me, that that brings credibility already, you know. Uh, just seeing that myself but um yeah just for the audience wait and see um we're about a little over an hour in so maybe we should maybe bring this yeah show you know what well, we got to share something that's kind of exciting that is happening and falling into place guess where eric's going with me he followed me in the sonora desert we had a lot of fun there now we've been concerned though because they were going to want to make sure that you got the jab i was even going to buy false documents or whatever to get over there but yeah you don't want to do that eric and i's going to the merry old uh on the other side of the pond we're going to england next year october 23rd 24th for a two-day anthropological nephilim roundtable discussion and uh most of the people there are are um i guess new agers pagans occultists uh, some Christians, um, and in what variation or depth, I'm not really sure. All of them, all of them want to know the biblical uh, background and reasons. My specific thing is going to be sharing the German connection, but I'm sure I'm going to be able to explain a lot of the biblical connections too. Yeah. Um, they have a little stream on Facebook so we can talk to each other and everything. So I've got to meet most of these people. We're establishing friendships on that stream. Um, and I joke around and kid around with with some of them. And I, the opportunity to evangelize an otherwise so far unreachable community is just awesome. This is a big door open. And uh, since they changed their policies now, they're throwing away all the distance things, masks, requirements to show vaccine. We don't care whether you're vaccinated or not. So now we can go over there free of worry, free of any of that kind of stuff. Um, I, you've already got your ticket now, don't you? I don't. I haven't placed it, but I will. Yeah. This, this week. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so and this year they're they didn't have a good shirt turnout last year because of the pandem- pandemic, but yep. also because. Uh, uh, it was too much for a lot of people to come. So this year it's grown so big. Originally they thought maybe 50 people would come. Then they thought, oh my gosh, we're going to have uh, about uh, 500. So we got to find a bigger place. And they couldn't find one in England. Now it's up to, they had a professional, something like Lionsgate 
uh, here in the United States back them up and they've been doing promotional uh, commercials and they're thinking about actually filming the whole process and putting it on BBC. BBC is already going to have a presence there um, just on audio, but now they're thinking of making a movie out of the whole thing. Uh, so now they got, now they're expecting about 5,000 people. The only place in all of England is right on the border with Scotland. It's in uh, Edinburgh and uh, that's where we're going to be going. So guess what's only, a, it's only about like five miles away from Edinburgh, England. Oh, Loch Ness. Really? Loch Ness. Oh, yes. So we're taking a side trip over to Loch Ness. And wouldn't that be uh, amazing if maybe that's the one time it pops its head up and we get to get it on video or something? I don't know. It'll still be fun to be there. A lot of times just being in a place and praying God can will tell me stuff that, you know, about that place. And so I'm hoping that the gifts of the Holy Spirit will be there and something's going to be there. Uh, it's going to be great. But this is going to be a marvelous time. Uh, Eric's going with me. I think uh, another friend uh, and close uh, worker, uh, Ron, is going to be going with me from DHR. Um, I have a friend that I've known for years uh, that actually has an apartment in Edinburgh, and he's going to be there. There's several people that have followed my work for, gosh, over decades, one from Denmark, one from Iceland, uh, another from Germany, uh, one from France. I think they're all coming just to see little old me. Awesome. Because I, I I love these people. They've been best friends, good supporters. Gert Meyer. Oh, I, I hope, Gert, you're going to be able there. He's from the Netherlands. He financed our entire um, expedition to uh, out in the Sonora Desert in Arizona. And he's been a faithful supporter of me all these years. And boy, to get to know this man, if it wasn't for his support, I would not be where I'm in today. You know, having this museum and everything. He's He's been a, a wonderful supporter of mine. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool, fun things are happening and in store. Um, this is going to wrap it up for tonight. We've gone a little bit longer, but I think uh, you deserved it. I think um, people are going to actually watch all of it because we haven't been around lately. And we're going to we're going to promise we're going to we're going to make it short like we usually do. Fifteen minutes of talk and and that'll be about it. So this one, we knew we were going to have it longer because it's been a while. So everybody, God bless you. And um just like to end in a prayer, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to be on the airwaves. We don't know how much longer we might even be able to do this, but we're going to start doing it regularly, Lord. I pray that you'll just touch everyone in the audience. Give them the hope and the peace that passes all understanding. Help everybody to be emotionally prepared. You're going through hard times now. It's only preparation for what's to come so that you can have a sound mind and an active body and um, a spirit centered around the mind of Christ to be victorious and to be an overcomer. So Lord, we pray this for everyone in the listening audience that this might be the results. We just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you guys have any questions or anything, you can contact um, myself or contact Eric. Um, we're going to leave contact information, I think, somehow on the end of the thing. I can maybe edit it in or something. But uh Either that or you know you know our names, you know us on Facebook, look us up through Facebook, contact us through instant message. Um, and uh, from there, ask me on Facebook. I can get you Eric's uh, email or whatever other contact you want from him. Okay, so good night and God bless you all. Good night and God bless.